New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. Father God, in the precious name of Jesus, we come just to worship you, to honor you, to acknowledge you as God. We come to thank you, Lord, for what you sent Jesus to do for us. Lord, and as we come together today, it's with an attitude of celebration for what Jesus has done for us, for the victory that he has won for us. Lord, we don't want to be solemn-faced and long-faced before you. We want to celebrate. We want to celebrate what Jesus has done. We want to celebrate our victory. We want to celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And this morning, Father God, we turn this over to you. Holy Spirit, we say, have your way. Lord, we say, just do what you want to do. Lord God, say what you want to say. Lord, we just say, this is your time. And we step back, Lord, for you to come forward and do what you want to do. So we give you the glory, and we give you the honor, and we give you the praise. We pray for your anointing on your word. Lord God, I pray for your anointing in my life. And I pray, Lord God, that your anointing would just flow out among us all. God, we just need you. We need you at a time like this, oh God. And we celebrate you because you are available to us. And we don't have to leave your presence. So, Father, we just thank you for that privilege to come before you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I, I, I want to talk to you this morning. God changed a few things around today. <laughs> so I want to share with you this morning about the importance of the in-between period. What is that in-between period? It's the time when some of your hardest times began. And then there's that period in between before you receive your victory. How are you dealing with that in-between time? And uh, how you deal with that determines whether you even get to that part of victory. It's how you deal with what's going on at the onset of what is hard, what is challenging, what may be dark. How are you dealing with that time? Last week, John and I were talking, and God reminded me that we can't focus on what our eyes can see. We can't focus on what our ears are hearing. We can't focus 
even on what our bodies are feeling and what your body may be telling you. You can't focus on that. You got to learn how to look or to see with the eyes of your spirit. You got to learn how to see in the spirit realm what's on the other side of what you're going through. And he and I were talking, because <laughs> it looks like the enemy just hits him with one thing after another, you know. He was dealing with a migraine, something that, bless his heart, he's never dealt with before. And it's challenging. It's challenging when you get hit hard like that sometimes, especially when you never had to deal with anything. All of y'all know how strong and healthy John is. And I say is. All y'all know that. But you see, the enemy doesn't care about how strong and healthy you are. He doesn't care about how old you are. He doesn't care about how rich you are or how poor you are. He doesn't care about the color of your skin. He's looking at the spirit person inside of you. He's looking at your soul. He wants to destroy that part of you. That part that grabs hold to Jesus and hold to his word and decide that you're going to walk on that and you're going to live on that and that's going to be your bread and that's what you're going to share with others. He, he wants to stop that. So the best way to stop you, well, one of the best ways to stop you is to take your health from you, take your voice from you, take your focus from you. Get you focusing on anything else but what your purpose is on this earth is. He doesn't care about uh, 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 how much money you make or how much you might have in the bank. <laughs> but, you know, as I was thinking about that, I began to think about Easter because Easter was coming up. And I thought about, okay, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Of course, their days is broken up different from ours, but I'm going with ours because that's what I understand. Friday could have been the darkest day in his life or leading up to that Friday and then that Friday. Our Lord was captured in the garden and then he was nailed to a cross for us. But then there was Saturday and we don't hear much about. But then there was Easter Sunday and we all come to church and I bright colors and our celebratory clothes and we come to church even though we may not have gone since Christmas we'll be there Easter and we'll be there next Christmas but the thing of it is what was Jesus doing from the moment his spirit left his body 
until Sunday morning when he rose again. How was he handling that in between time? What was he doing? And I began to think about that and I began to meditate on that. And I want you to turn with me to Colossians chapter 2. Oh, Jesus, we praise you, God. We praise you. We praise you. Chapter 2 in Colossians. Let's look at verse 13. I have some scriptures. Yeah. Let's look at verse uh, 13. And you, talking about us, being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, flesh hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses. But now look at verse 14. Have blotting out the handwritten handwriting of ordinances which was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way nailing it to his cross and verse 15 and having spoiled principalities and powers he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it I like to think that's what he was doing on Saturday I like to think that in that time nobody talks about Jesus was kicking that devil. All around. <laughs> he was stripping him. Everything that the enemy had written against us, that he had taken down about us, verse 14 tells us, he blotted it all out. It's not there. He's given us a brand new beginning. He has stripped the enemy of all of his power, and he did it, made an open show of him. This is what our Jesus was doing. He was winning this war for us. That's what he did from the moment he said it is finished until he rose up again that Sunday morning. He was fighting that war. We have to deal with battles, but the war is won. The victory is ours. It's up to us if we want to keep it enforced, but Jesus has won the war. The devil has been stripped. He has no power over us. He doesn't have it. He won the war for us. Let me say it one more time. He won the war for you. He has won the war for you. He has won the war for you. So how was he able to endure such a thing? How was he able to endure the uh, uh, agony of the cross? How was he able to endure what he went through physically? Let's go. Hmm. Let's go to Hebrews. 
let's look at this twelfth mm, chapter of Hebrews. All right, we're in the 12th chapter of Hebrews. Now let's look at verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. This is how he was able to do it. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down now at the right hand of the throne of God. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy, the joy. What joy? What was so joyful about that? Let's read that in a different translation. I got the passion right here. He took, he, we look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and expectations on to Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith perfection and this is it his example is this because his heart was focused on the joy of knowing that you would be his he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God he did it for us that's what allowed him to endure what he went through. He took his eyes off of the physical. He took his mind off of the physical abuse that he was going through. And he saw me. He saw all of you. He saw us and the joy that overtook him and knowing that if he endured, that we would all be his one day, it caused him to move forward with what he had to endure. Matthew West wrote this song, With Me on Your Mind. That's what Jesus did. He had me on his mind. He saw this day. He saw me. He saw you. He saw what we're going to go through. He saw the victory that we needed. He saw the strength that we He saw how the devil would try to destroy us. But he was had so much joy in his heart because he said, I'm giving him the victory. I'm going to defeat that devil. I'm going to take him down for once and for all. I'm going to set my people free. I'm going to give them victory. So we got the victory. And when they went to that tomb that Sunday morning looking for that dead body, the angel said, he is not here. He's risen. He has risen. Hallelujah. He has risen. Hallelujah. He has risen. He has risen. He's not here. He's not here. He's not here. Hallelujah. 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 So now I ask you this question. Ha, ha, ha. How do you handle your in-between periods, your in-between moments? When a challenge come your way, be it physical, be it financial, be it with your children, yeah. 
Bear with your own, your spouse, your own body. When I say physical, how do you handle your in-between moments when you get slapped and you get hit hard and it's unexpected? <laughs> like when you go to the tax office expecting a refund and they say you owe. <laughs> You're in between moments. Because the victory is yours. And if you endure, you will experience that victory. But you've got to endure. So how do you handle it? First thing you do is you take your mind and your eyes off of this physical realm. And you start thinking about where Jesus has placed you. You start thinking about the victory that God has already given you through Jesus Christ. You start declaring to yourself, I am a winner. I am a winner. I have overcome because Jesus has overcome and because he has overcome and he has endured and he has stripped the devil. I am in a position of victory. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. When it looks dark and it looks dreary and it hurts so bad, whether it's your own body that's hurting and aching or whether you're hurting because you see somebody else that you love going through something that you can't do nothing about except hold on to Jesus. That's all you can do. So what do you do? Do you just give up? Do you throw up your hands? Do you say, this is too hard? This is too dark. I can't handle it. Oh, God, I'm sorry, but I can't handle it. Or do you say, uh-uh, uh-uh. Devil, you're not taking me out that easy. You're not taking me out that Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are winners, people. We are victorious. We are victorious. Hallelujah. 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 Mm, 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 mm. Let's look at Colossians chapter 1. Jesus, hallelujah. 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 When we leave here, hallelujah, we're going to celebrate and we're going to keep the celebration going, not only to the rest of this day, but the rest of our lives. We're going to celebrate victory. We're going to celebrate victory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's look at Colossians chapter 1, uh, verse 20. Hallelujah. And 20, 20 reads like this, and having made peace, through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether they be things on earth or things in heaven. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies to and enemies in your mind by wicked works, 
yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to prevent to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight he has given you victory he has given you victory in the body of his flesh that flesh that suffered so much and you know people like to use that and they like to focus on his flesh and what he went through and how he was pierced and how he was uh, 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 nailed and how he was whipped and that is so true all of that happened but what Jesus mind was on was on me he had me on his mind and you better claim it for yourself he had me on his mind he saw me and you know what else he saw the family that I was born into he saw the circumstances in which I was reared up he saw the people that had influence in my life he saw some of the well he saw all the decisions that I would make and he said no I'm gonna give that little girl victory it's hers it belongs to her and now I'm gonna send my son I'm gonna send somebody by that will teach her about my son I'm gonna work in her spirit I'm gonna give her revelation and understanding and insight and you know what it might have taken me a while <laughs> but thank God I got it thank God I got it you know what so he has done the same thing for you. He seen where you were. He saw who you were born to. He saw your circumstances. He saw how you came up. He saw some of the things, the abuse that you may have gone through. He saw some of the hurts that you've dealt with. He saw some of the things that will cause you to say, I give it up, I give it up, I can't handle it no more. He saw all of that. He said, but now I want you to see my son. I want you to see what he has done for you. I want you to see what he has done for you. And I want you to grasp it. So I'm going to send somebody over and over again to help you to understand it. I want to continue to work with you. And I don't care how old you are. I don't care how old you get. It's never too late. It's never too late. Because God knows how to redeem the time. He knows how. Now your joints might not move as fluid as they used to. But he can deal with that too. So the thing of it is, we've got to understand who we are in Christ. Who we are in Christ. And one of my favorite scriptures, I go to it all the time, is in uh, Luke chapter 10. Y'all know, y'all know. Probably if y'all have heard me preach, y'all know. Chapter 10, verse 19. Verse 19, where Jesus said, this is what he has done for you and I. This is our position. This is who we are in him. Behold, <clears throat> I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go back and read that again. I give unto, put your name there, put your name there, behold I give unto you power 
to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy with this promise. What's the promise? Nothing shall by any means hurt you. He has given you that power. When he rose again on that third, on that Sunday morning that we celebrate a Sunday, when he rose again on that Sunday morning, this became ours. It's red letters, people. So Jesus is saying this. He has given you power to tread on everything that the enemy throws your way. <clears throat> you see, but what he wants to do He'll give you bad news through professionals, people who are trained, people who know what they're talking about, people who can tell you what's going on with your body, people who will tell you what's going on with your finances. Well, you should not invest in this because now it's not the time to invest. You should not buy your home right about now because it's not a buyer's market. <clears throat> You shouldn't sell your home right about now because it's not a seller's market. But see, what we got to understand, y'all don't know who I serve. If he told me I need to buy now, I need to buy now. But, Mrs. Henderson, this is not the time to buy. You may not get what you think you need. My father told me to buy now, so I'm going to buy now. You see, what we've got to learn how to do, <clears throat> excuse me, is again, look beyond the physical realm. Yes. Like Jocelyn was saying that the Lord told her he had something to say to her. Slow down and listen when God want to talk to you. Yes. Slow down. Okay, I'm talking to me now. That, that's me. Slow down. Hear what God is saying. He can make you a millionaire just like that. Yes. Well, you know, whoever can pop their fingers, you know, do that. Yeah. He can make you a millionaire just like that. <clears throat> but it takes hearing his plan. He has a plan for every one of us. If he wants you to be a millionaire, nobody can stop you. If you listen to his plan, if he has told you that you're going to preach to the masses, I don't care what the enemy says. I don't care what he does to your body. You listen to God, you're going to preach to the masses. If he told you you're going to finance the ministry, I'm going to give you money so that you can help finance the ministry, look out. It'll be coming from all angles. He'll give you ideas. He'll give you uh, opportunities. Listen to what the Lord is telling you. Not with these, but with the, hear, the heart, the ears of your spirit, man. Listen to what he's saying to you, and you will get what he's saying. Don't listen to the flesh. I got spanked just yesterday about listening to the flesh. It's been a long time since I've been able to just lie in bed, not worry about anybody, sleep in, 
John got up and came to men's ministry this yesterday. Okay, I'm getting, I, I can lie here and get me some more sleep. In my spirit, I felt that I should get up and spend time before the Lord. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to get up in a little bit. But when you sleep, you sleep. You might want to get up. But when you wake up, when did I wake up? Just a few minutes before he came in the door. <laughs> That's when I woke up. So there you go. Now my day has started again. And I have not spent that time before the Lord. But when he whispers that little thing into your heart that says, come before me or come up higher, I want to show you a thing or two. Obey. The thing of it is, though, what I love about God is that he doesn't make you feel guilty. He doesn't mess with you about, you should have done it. You're too late now. You done missed your opportunity. Well, yeah, you did miss that opportunity. But God has so many more. Just make sure you don't miss it the next time. Learn how to discipline yourselves. Uh, where are we at? We're still in Colossians chapter 1. Oh, yeah, we went to Luke. Okay, yeah, we, <laughs> we went to Luke. We went to Luke because I wanted to show you who you are. I wanted to show you what God has done for you through Jesus. I wanted to show you the victory that belongs to you. <clears throat> but now go to Colossians chapter 1, if we go back there or maybe. It's another scripture that I have. Look at verse 21. And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he hath reconciled. That's what I wanted to point out. In your mind, your way of thinking. You were enemies in your mind. But God, once he saved you, he has asked us now in the 12th chapter, I believe it is, of Romans, renew your mind. Renew it. Whose responsibility is it to renew your mind? Say that again. Ours. Jesus did what he needed to do. Now it is your responsibility to do your part. Renew your mind through getting into that word. Renew your mind through spending time with him. Renew your mind through listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and walking in obedience to that. Renew your mind. Let the Spirit of God give you revelation and understanding. That's how you renew your mind. And you know what? It happens. It just happens. As you get into the word and as you begin to listen to the Holy Spirit, it just happens. You find yourself not thinking the same way, not liking the same things, not wanting to go to the same places, not even want to hang out with the same people. It's, no, it's not fun anymore. Because God, through his word, is renewing your mind as you allow him to because you're getting into it. All right. What do you do? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing in your in-between time? What are you doing? 
Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6. I'm not going to be here much longer. We got communion. Ephesians chapter 6, let's look at verse 13. Wherefore, this is what you do in your in-between periods. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, that in-between period. First of all, you put on the whole armor of God. And then, but secondly, having done all, Stand your ground. Stand your ground. But, Pastor Hilda, how long do I stand? As long as it takes. As long as it takes. Well, what do I do while I'm standing? You trust God. You pray. You praise. You get into your word. You spend time with him. You seek him. You seek his direction. You listen for his voice to hear what he's saying to you. He might want you to shift gears. He might want you to turn, make a turn, a left or a right. He might want you to make a, 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 a turn that you would not even have thought about making. But you got to be able to hear. Because in the beginning of your darkest hour, the scriptures say he always calls us to triumph. But then he causes us to triumph. He doesn't make it and it's yours, he calls you to triumph by you doing what he asks you to do, by you following where he's leading you to. That's how he calls you to triumph. And let's look at Colossians chapter 3. And um, I'm thinking we're going to finish up with that. I'm thinking, okay? Colossians chapter 3 and verse 2. And I'm going, uh oh, chapter 3. I'm going to read it from King James first. And then I'm going to read it from the Amplified. For chapter two, verse 2. Set your affection on things above and not on the earth. Set your affection, your mind, your thoughts on things above and not on the earthly, physical things. <clears throat> not on what's going on that you can see with your eyes. And you see, this is what the enemy will do. He doesn't want you to set your thoughts or your mind on things above. So he'll put so much before your eyes and you're looking at this and you're focusing on that and you're looking at that and you're hearing this and sometimes you just got to get away. Shut it all off so that you can shut off the voices and hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you. Colossians, I mean, uh, the Amplified Translation say, set your mind and keep focused habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on things that are on the earth. Oh boy, the 
which have only temporal value. The value of what's on this earth is temporary. But the things of heaven are permanent and eternal. We look at the value of things on this earth. Oh, man, I got so much money. Oh, I got this gold necklace. I got this gold bracelet. I got this how many? What's a good carrot gold? 10, 14, whatever carrot it is. I got this whatever carrot gold. And, man, you flashing it and you blinging it and everything. You get to heaven, you're going to walk on streets of gold. The streets are paved with gold. And here you're thinking this little... Well, this is white gold. But you're thinking you got this little gold ring and you got something. You got all this gold around your neck and you somebody. Think about all these people out there in the uh, entertainment world. They're wearing all these chains and making a name for themselves. They blinging, you know. Get to know Jesus and you get to walk on gold. All that stuff be melted down. <laughs> you be walking on it. <laughs> We need to determine in our own mind what we're going to do in our in-between periods. Victory is yours. It's time to celebrate. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's challenging. But we got to be determined. We've got to deliberately decide, I'm going to follow you, Lord. And even though this is hard, and even though this is challenging, I'm refusing to look at it, or should I say to focus on it, and let it take my mind off of you. I'm refusing to do that. So as, we, as I close out today, I want us to remember, we're going to have those times. Each one of us is going to have challenging times, especially if you're a child of God. You're going to have some challenges, but you are already victorious. Yes. Just remember that. Always. So when those challenging times come, don't allow the enemy to use them against you. You use those times against him. See, because when you walk through that and you get your victory, your faith will become a little bit stronger. And you walk through your next one and you get your victory. Hey, what happens? it becomes a little bit stronger. And then after a while, when you're walking through them and they come in your life, my God's got this. My God's got this. I'm not even going to let it worry me. And you get to the point where you start praying and turning it over to the Lord without even worrying about it or being concerned about it. Because you say, God, you've brought me through too many times to cause me to tr uh, not to trust you now. So remember, you might find yourself going through challenging times. And it may not be you in particular. It could be somebody that you love. But it's a challenge to see somebody that you love going through negative things and there's nothing you can do about it but pray. The only thing you can do is pray and to support. So God is with us at all times. He's never left us alone. So remember, when you're going through your challenges, he's right there with you.
He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So don't let the enemy make you feel like you're the only one. Don't let him isolate you. Don't let him make you feel like everybody else's life is going on and they are enjoying their lives and I'm sitting here doing this, that, or the other. I don't even have the money because your bank account has been affected. I don't even have the money to go out and eat a decent meal. But guess what? It's not going to be that way forever. Just hold on and see what God does. This is one of those times when you say, Lord, this is yours. I'm giving it to you. Show me how you're going to bring me through this one. How many times, I don't know about y'all, but how many times have I said, God, I need you to bring me through. I'm trusting you to bring me through. So, that's all that I feel like the Lord has given me to share with you today. That's it. So as he bring as as you go through the remainder of this day, the weather may not be all sunshiny and bright, but let your spirit continue to shine. Let the glory of God continue to shine in you. You affect all those around you that may be brought down with this gloomy looking weather and let the sun shine through you. Capital S-O- shine through you okay let's pray father we thank you we thank you so so much so much for what you have done for us and Lord just like Jesus had his focus on his end his triumphant end and help us to see our other side as well help us to take our eyes off of the physical realm and to place our eyes in that place where you have elevated us to that place of victory that place where we are seated with you in the heavenly places that place Lord God where we have authority over the enemy that would try to dissuade us and take us out we have that victory and Lord regardless of how long we have to stand help us to stand and to trust you as long as we have to as long as we have to go through an ordeal. Help us never, ever give up. Lord, and I thank you because you know and you understand your word says that we are but dust. You know that we have a human side. And you know that sometime that human side might get a little weary. But Father, help us to keep our spirit strong and to continue to hold on to your unchanging hand. Father God, we trust you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. And today as we 